Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Yeezy Busta, and we are back with another episode of Legit Check. And today, we have my homie Pusha Rod, Rod, or whatever you want to call him. You got like 10 nicknames. Yes, so sir. You call me Push. You call me Pusha Rod. You call me Pusha. Just don't call me my government. <laughs> all right. All right. I like that. I'm going to stay away from the, the nah, name that shall fact, not be bro, smoking. You, you can call me my government. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. We're going to keep it nice and casual today. So... So, bro, tell me a little bit about yourself. So for everyone who's listening who might not know who you are, like, what do you do? What's your background? I'm Pusha Rod. I'm an A&R at Interscope Records. Um, I'm also a creator. I have my own game that's out called Hop Out Streets of L.A. that I released about a year ago. I also have a clothing line that I'm working on that's due to come out in 2020 and a lot of dope other things. And I have my own company called A Creative Push that helps artists. You said you have a clothing line. Yes. Or you're working on it. Is working it out yet? It. It's not out yet. But, okay. You know, I've been wearing little pieces and giving little pieces to my friends just to start it out, you know, get the right looks. And people just want to like, oh, what's that? You know, and I love when I wear it and people be in my comics asking me, oh, who designed that? And I'll be like, oh, shit, man, I don't know. I got it. It was sent to me. Okay. So what what kind of inspired you to, to have your own uh, clothing line? I mean, like I was saying, bro, I really... I really hate going out shopping, spending three, four hours looking for an outfit. Then you think you got the perfect fit and you pull up to a party and then it's somebody else who got on the same fit or the same shirt. And you're just like, I'm going to just go stand over here. Yeah. We go to the other side of the room. <laughs> no, uh, we were discussing this b- uh, before we started recording and like, dude, I feel the same, same way. It's the worst thing ever when you feel fresh and like you feel good. You're about to go out and then you're like, all right, cool. Pull up. S- literally. Like, whole energy change bro yeah. cause you walk in there like yeah, like what's up, what's up? and then you're gonna take your hoodie off wrap around your waist you're wearing the same t-shirt as the guy next to and you and then the guy wants to come to you say bro I see I see it bro yeah. we thinking like yeah. great minds thinking like you know what they say oh, no bro God. hell no hell no <laughs> the, the worst in my opinion too is like um, you know being in streetwear and, and like fashion when I wear Supreme like a lot of dudes are like yeah dude this is like a thousand dollar t-shirt I'm gonna get all the hoes right and it's like nah you go into a club you're in Supreme 
only dudes are gonna walk up to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like literally every every guy in that club. Hey, bro, that shirt that's like from 2008, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never hear a girl say that ever, Facts. which is mad funny. And like that's why there's so many like memes and stereotypes about like people who are in the streetwear. It's like yeah, they're all virgins, only talk to dudes and shit like that. It's it's funny. online shopping all yeah. day. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Tell me a little bit more about like your designs with your with your brand. Like where where do you see it going? Like do you see it being like kind of like a high end fashion brand? Do you see it more streetwear? Do you see it as a mix of both? A little I bit. I mean, it's a mix of both. Like far as for me, like I like to be cozy. I like comfortable fit clothes. Like your clothes is a direct representation of you as a person. And me, like I'm a laid back person. Like you know, I'm not super like hyperactive. I'm not all in your face. So I feel like your clothes got to kind of give off that of that effect and so it's like it gives you that and then it also gives you that high-end look because you know i'm into high-end stuff also like you want to get your money's worth and if you're spending bread on something you want to know the qualities there of course so it's a little mixed breed of both that's awesome so it's like um yeah that's interesting because like i've noticed a lot of designer clothing in the last five years have been super comfy yeah you know and like before when you think of designer, you think of like, you know, tight fitting polo shirts and like skinny jeans right. and stuff like that. But I feel like the way fashion has really progressed has been like sweatpants and sneakers and, you know, baggy clothes. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's really what I'm into. Like I tried the the skinny jean way for a little while, you know, just because it was what's in. But like I was never felt too comfortable in it. Like I was always ready to get home to take off those pants and just put on some shorts or some sweats. Like yeah. literally like anybody tell you at work, like I wear sweats probably three, four days a week. Like I don't think nobody's messing with my sweat collection. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I recently um went to like a engagement party and I had to wear um like dress shoes and it was the worst thing ever and i had to wear skinny jeans and like a button-up shirt and i'm like bro i just want to take this off put on like a double xl t-shirt some sweats and some sneakers and call it a day Man. it's so uncomfortable bro like i feel like you you can't even feel good when, it's when like you, why, you know what, what are you spending all this money on like what's the reason if you don't feel comfortable wearing it like you you're spending all this money to stand like this like I feel, hey, like, like, I feel like for women, it's even worse, you know, because like the heels and all that, like the tight dresses. So I don't know. Maybe we have it a little easy, yeah. <laughs> but you love fashion and you have like you're starting your, your I mean, you're doing your clothing line. But how did that uh, how did the bridge between like music and fashion start or was there never a bridge? Was it kind of like both together? Like you love both equally or I mean, like I'll say like ASAP Rocky really bridged that gap between fashion and hip-hop because like don't get me wrong like hip-hop artists will always fly back in the days like in the 90s and stuff like you had like all the dope collabs feeling louie and but then it like died out and then like i feel like when flaco came out he tried to bring that back and he birthed that back and he showed you like yo you can be as fly as you want to and still rap about whatever you want to and then as he did it then you saw it just progress and other people start doing it future start doing it now you know like you got people like mustard you know <laughs> musk can dress better than anybody <laughs> yeah uh, what does he call himself he calls himself a uh, sex icon sex symbol sex symbol there sex we go sex symbol fit check weight check <laughs> yeah, drip, wave check yeah drip, drip check, check. <laughs> yeah yeah shout out dj mustard um so would you say that like flaco was your insp inspiration yeah he was the first person who, sh who just like showed the world like 
he didn't care about what you said about what he wore and how he wore it. Like he was going to wear what he thought was dope. And then it changed the culture. It changed the culture of hip hop because everybody started trying to wear Dior and stuff like that inside a hip hop when they wasn't because everybody was just stuck on like streetwear for a while. And then he made it cool to mix the high end with the streetwear. Even like now, like bro, he brought the babushka stuff. Like that comes from like, um, Yugoslavia or something like that, bro. <laughs> like, you got people out here in America wearing babushkas. Like, yeah, I even tried it during Fashion Week. Like, I got a lot of compliments for it. But it you know, it's just it's different things that people do, like, and that Flacco did to show you, like, yo, just try it. Who cares? Yeah. No, I mean, he's definitely the only dude who I've ever heard pull off the word pretty. Like, I've never, I, I can never be like, yeah, dude, I look pretty today. You know what I mean? Like, nah, he's the nah, only dude who nah. can do that in my opinion. <laughs> I got to get that to Cam. <laughs> oh, re- oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But Kill I mean, Cam. More, like, more like recent. Recent, yeah, nah, yeah. for sure. Um, but that's still some New York shit, you know? Like, yeah. they really jiggy out there on some fashion shit in New York. And the East Coast side, they tried it more and experience, experimented more. Like, on the West Coast, you know what our West Coast fashion is. Like, you can tell a West Coast person when they walk in the room. Yeah, 100%. Definitely different styles completely. 100%. Um, well, growing up, for me, Kanye was kind of like that dude. You know, like, when he did his collab with Louis Vuitton, I thought it was the coolest oh, thing one. ever. You know, and then, uh, obviously, you know... I still need some red Octobers, man. Bro, I ju- I actually just got a pair like six You're months ago, and, and like that was like growing up. I had no money, so um, especially when those came out, that was like the first shoe I ever like camped in line for, and then it didn't end up even dropping. So five years later, I was able to get a pair finally, and you know the 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 ticket was a little bit high, but you know that shoe like had such a sentimental value to me that I had to. But yeah, Kanye and Kid Cudi were like my biggest like That's kind of fashion inspirations growing up. So, but I could never afford any of the clothes, so I'd get something similar and try to make it my own. No, a hundred percent. Like growing up, I always was into fashion, but it was like the stuff I wanted, I couldn't get, I couldn't afford. So I just really had to just go pick and choose and try to mix and match and put things together to make it dope for me, you know. And then as people started complimenting me on that, then. I start to do it more, like, because I don't think, like, I think you can really put together a fit, like, anywhere, like, I hate people who walk outside and they look like they just walked in the Gucci store and looked at the man and said, yo, yo, bro, let me get that, let me get all that right there, yeah. shoes too, yeah, shoes and the socks, <laughs> yeah. like, nah, bro, like, mix it up, add a little flavor to it. Yeah, I think that shit's corny when somebody's, like, completely monogrammed out, you know, I have a few friends that dress like that, I won't name any names, but, you know. I think we all do. <laughs> My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> Ooh. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. 
So um, let's talk a little bit about like the music industry. So how, how did how did that all happen? Were were you an artist growing up? Is that music something you you've always loved or? Nah, actually, like music was something that really just fell into my lap. Like um, growing up, I used to throw these parties in LA called Club Kiss and Level Ten, and they were like they were like the it parties for high school kids at the time. And like I gave like some of the artists like the New Boys, um, Cali Swag District, um, some of their first performances in LA wow. back in the day when I was in high school. And just going from that, and then like I always been around YG and Mustard, and then. For a while, we were all staying at YG's house just trying to figure out, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? What's the plan? And I just used to sit in the room, Mustard and YG would be creating. I'd just be sitting in the back, not saying a word. And then I just, after a while, I just fell in love with it. Like, I, I wanted to be in the studio. And I was just there. And then I wanted to give my opinion. Then I wanted to ask questions. I wanted to ask the mix engineer, why are you doing this? And what does this mean? And then that's how the love really came. It wasn't like I was born like oh yeah i'm going to do music like i was just sitting there and trying to help my homies and trying to figure out how can i fit in this situation that we have going on gotcha yeah that's awesome so so you would say that like mustard and yg were kind of like the first two 100%. guys that ever like brought you in 100 percent. first two guys that ever brought me in first two guys ever asked me my opinion and actually asked me why i had opinion and like respect yeah you know so i can i'll always respect that like yeah I, I can vouch for both of them very very good dudes like mustard especially he you know uh i see him a little bit more often than yg but very very good down-to-earth dudes and who make some fire music 100 percent. and two really fresh dudes too yeah yeah they don't play when it comes <laughs> you know yg mr hardbottom and white socks yeah yo he started that that that's that's i i mean he i don't know if he started that but he definitely pioneered it like Facts. Whenever you see someone wearing uh, like dress shoes and white socks, it's like, yo, he wear you. dress shoes with anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> he have on a whole basketball fit, about to go to the gym with some hard bottoms on. Yep, yep, that's yeah, that that's YG. That that's him. Like nobody, nobody can pull that look off besides him. Well, he pulls it off the best. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's like I want to say is I don't. It's not 2K. I think he's on NBA Live. Um, like the. Night, the 19 version of NBA Live. You go check it out. YG's on there, full basketball outfit and hard bottoms and white wow. socks. It's hilarious. That's funny. I'm definitely gonna look that up. <laughs> That's mad funny. He, or I mean, I thought he'd be wearing some 400 or something. You know. Nah. Um. So would you say that music and fashion are kind of like intertwined in general? Because I mean, I've never really seen an artist that's not fresh. You know. A hundred percent. I mean, like. Like, I, music and fashion, they always been intertwined since the beginning. Like, I mean, because the most, the most dope musicians usually be fly as fuck. Like, and I don't just mean rappers. Like, I mean actual musicians. Like, have you ever seen, just ran into, like, somebody who played, like, the saxophone or something, bro? They be dressing, like, with four layers on, bro. Like, a <laughs> hoodie, a jacket, a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> the craziest boots with a hat to the side. Yeah. Really macking. Toothpick out they mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always, I always felt like, um, like artists always had like a, a certain swag to them. You know what I mean? Because, it, it, especially me being into sneakers, all the hottest shoes are all artist collabs. So obviously you got the Yeezys, like the Travis Scotts. Like, I mean, Big Sean's done a shoe. ASAP did a shoe with Under Armour. And uh, I mean, even like Michael Jordan, he wasn't an artist, but you know, he had his own swag to him. So I feel like people kind of are always. Um, they always want to emulate like the swag of like the people they look up to, right? Right. And all these dudes are all all ha all had the most, 
You know, you know what I mean? And that's why I feel like Kanye has been able to keep up the Yeezy brand for so long, you know? And it's, it's interesting. Um, like all like the biggest shoes are all artist collabs. Like even back in the day, like, like there's like all these SBs Facts. that a lot of people don't even know about. I mean, cause I feel like when you get, when you get to like artist collabs and stuff, like it's directly to the consumer because like a big brand like Nike, like when they're making shoes, they're making shoes for everybody. These yeah. shoes are for the world. Like, like an artist, you know, when you go in the booth and you're going to make music and you're a real artist, like, you know who your fan base is. You know who you're trying to preach to. You know who you're talking to. And it's up to them to speak to everybody else about you. Yep. That word of mouth helps break an artist. So it's like, I feel like the same thing happens when you have these collabs with an artist and a brand because, like, that artist know who their fans are, like, and they know the type of stuff that they like. So that's the type of stuff that their fans like. So they're going after that. So then... I mean, I feel like that's why Yeezy's such a big brand because Kanye knows what Kanye likes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's on the same like comfy, comfy swag too, you know? Facts, bro. Like But he, had, he changed too, you know? For sure. I actually had the opportunity um a few months ago, me and YG went to go hang out with Kanye at his factory in like Calabasas. And bro, it was crazy. Like we sat there and talked for like three hours. And after talking, he took us around the lab and he showed us how he's making different colors and how he's making different type of materials and how he's doing all this. And at the same time, creating music four rooms down. So it's like he's recording, then he stops recording, come out here and he's working. Then he goes back to recording. Like that gives him a whole different type of feeling in both like so i feel like that's how he's bridging the gap just himself with his fashion and music so uh as a whole like what's your perspective on like fashion do you think that it's should be dictated by like a certain amount of people and everyone kind of like follows the trends or do you think that it's more so like up to the individual i think fashion is up to the individual it's all about individuality like because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if something costs $2 or something costs $10,000. You have to wear it. You have to feel comfortable wearing it. Like when you walk out that door, it's like, yeah, I got on this. Like, 100%. Whether it's from the flea market, whether it's from Gucci, whether it's from Louis, like you have to wear it and it's yours. So you got to own that shit every time. Facts. I think, I think the biggest mistake that people make is they think that in order to have a fresh fit, you got to spend a lot of money. Not at all. Like I've seen, I've seen dudes pull off some crazy outfits from H&M. Bro. I can go cheaper than H and M. Like no cap. Like I can. I think I can fly, bro. Like I mean, just put me put me in a room, bro, with some clothes, bro, and I'm gonna pull something together. It might not be the right fit for you, but it's gonna be the right fit for me, and I'm gonna rock it like it's the right fit for me. Yep. You know, and I feel like that's the most important thing, like because that's what gets that's what gets people to like what what Kanye's wearing or what ASAP's wearing or what YG's wearing because. When people first seen YG with the hard bottoms and white socks, people was talking shit like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why are you wearing that? You wearing that with shorts? Like, come <laughs> on, bro, you're crazy. Now people are doing it because they seen that no matter what you said, it didn't affect him. And he kept doing it and he kept rocking it. And it's just like, that's true artistry right there. Like, bringing you into his world, not the other way around. Like, because at the end of the day, like, that's what we go to look at these artists for is to get brought into their world because it's things that we're going through that they're going through, but... As people, we're afraid to speak about it. Yeah. Like, and that's what makes me respect artists so much is like, most people are scared to be vulnerable. Most people are scared to say something hurts their feelings. Most people are scared to say they don't like the way you do this. But you got an artist, they go in a booth and the whole song is about their feelings. 
how they feel about something, the way they look at something, the way they took, the way you treated them. Like, and that's hard to really showcase that. Like, so I give a kudos to any artist, whether you're good, you're bad. Like, you can't really rap. Like, you can rap. Like, as long as you're really spitting, like, something from your heart and telling your story, like, that's what it's about. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think music, since it's an art form, and fashion, I, I think, is an art form as well. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. Correct. It's all about like... All lifestyle. 100%. It's like how uh, how you see fit, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, like, what, what's kind of like... What would you say your style is? I know you mentioned you have like a big uh, vintage t-shirt collection, right? Yeah, I'm really right? into vintage tees right now. Um, I've been into vintage tees really crazy for like the past two and a half, three years. I mean, like, for me right now, like, first, I was just on all vintage tees, like... And then after that, it was like I was on um, NASCAR tees. After NASCAR tees, like I tried to switch to hip hop tees, but then everybody got on the hip hop tee. So right now, you know, I'm just on my leader's tee. Like, like shirt I have on today's. It's the first family, you know, Obama and the kids, the four, our 44th president. And, you know, I'm just into stuff like this, something that's different, something that showcases a different side of me, but it also showcases fashion. Like, so I believe in the culture. I believe in all our leaders. So I feel like which other, what's a better way to brand that, but then wearing it as I step out, like I go do interviews, I go to work, I, I'm walking in the streets, I'm going to shows. Like you might see me with an Obama shirt on, a King shirt on, a Malcolm X shirt, you know, like it, it doesn't really matter. Like if it's, it, and it doesn't just have to be a black leader. Like, it can be anybody, somebody who really just tried to showcase and change the world. Got you. That's fire. That's I've, I've like th that shirt is dope. It looks like a it looks like a shirt that's like twenty years old almost. But this is from um this is from his first this um was from his first time in the office. So yeah, it's about it's about that because his his oldest daughter what she's like twenty one now I have or no, something like that. Something like that. She yeah. had to be. Youngest shit on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a dope. Well, like 2000, this got to be from 2008 or 2009 because he got in office 2008, right? Y yes. So yeah, it had yes. to be around there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's definitely something that is very different because every, everybody now is like rocking uh, rock band tees and Harley yeah. Davidson tees. That's like the thing. You I know? did that about two years ago. Okay. So you were like way ahead of the wave, huh? Yeah. So, um, where do you where do you get all your vintage stuff? Is it just like thrift shopping? Is it from homies? Like, what is it? Um, I got a couple dope homies. Like my boy Meta, like he comes through all the time. Um, I actually got this shirt from him. But like, one thing I do do is like um, when I'm traveling, especially when I'm traveling with an artist and we're in different cities, I like to find flea markets and thrift shops and just go and get gems, go and get pieces. Like, I rather go spend my money in the flea market or somewhere like that than to go buy, to the Gucci store and I'm going to wear the same shirt as 12 people when I go to a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like somebody might actually, even if it's only one person who come to me and compliment me for this shirt, that's fine. That some per, somebody came to compliment for me for this shirt and it's not Gucci, it's not Fendi, it's not Louis. Yeah. So I'll take that any day. Yeah, I mean, I think um, kind of like when I first started making money and you know, being in the fashion industry, I was like, oh, I'm going to go go to Gucci, buy all this oh, stuff. I wasted so Me much too. money, bro. <laughs> like, looking back, I mean, w what really was my turning point was when I 
went to a club and I saw three other dudes wearing the same hoodie as me. And I was like, all right, I'm done with Gucci. I'm not paying extra money to look like everyone else. So then I decided to like kind of like branch out into like different stuff. Cause I feel like now, like with a certain fit that I might be wearing, where you said like one person might come and compliment you. Now I feel like when I'm wearing a certain outfit to a club, people are like, wow, you look fresh. And like, exactly. they don't give a shit what brand it is. You exactly. Know? And that's, the, I think that's the most fires part is like when somebody really comes up to you and compliments you, and you're not wearing no name brand shit. Like, yeah. that's so fine. Like, bro, I don't need Gucci to put a good outfit together. Like, bro, we Facts. can go shop at Target, bro, and I'm going to come out there looking more fine than a nigga wearing <laughs> Gucci. Like, yeah. if he don't show his logos, like, other than that, that's all hype. Like, and I'm not for the hype. Like, I wear clothes because I'm really into them. Yeah, facts. I mean, I kind of like how, would you say you're a sneakerhead? For sure. Okay, so, like, you know how in, like, the sneaker game now, I can't wear Yeezys anymore because everybody's wearing Yeezys. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I probably own, it's probably like two pair of Yeezys that I don't have. Like, I really, I really love Yeezys. Like, no, me comfortable. Too. Me too. They, they go with, especially the boots, man. The Yeezy boots. Not They're not on Adidas. The okay. Yeezy boots. Yep, yeah, like the season two, <laughs> yes. season three shit. Yeah. Yes, bro. Like, no cap, bro. Like, I just appreciate the way that even though the shoes fly, he really cared about the comfortability of the shoe. Like a lot of shoes that be fly are not comfortable. You put them on, you have to buy a half size bigger just to be comfortable in the shoe. And it's just like, bro, why am I spending $800 on this shoe? And yeah. I'm only going to wear it two times. Bro, and I go buy a pair of Yeezys, bro, and I, I wear them out. Yep. Wear them out. I mean, I like even me, with I love Jordans. Uh, and, you know, they're not comfortable. <laughs> like... Unless you're wearing some like 30s or something like that, you know what I mean? I only, I only fuck with ones. Yeah, I love ones. I only fuck with ones, bro. Like, yeah, don't get me I wrong. When I was growing up, like, yo, I used to beg my auntie for every Jordan that came out. Like, I would try to get my chores done early just to get, just to get some shoes. Try to make sure I didn't get in trouble to get the shoes. Then I go out and then I get put on punishment after getting the shoes. Yeah, I was one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just is. I don't know, man. It was like as I grew up. Like, I just really just grew away from them. But it's something about a one that no matter what, like, I'll be like, yeah, no, those ones are fine. And then shout out Alayli. You know, she's from L.A. She did some she did some ones that were, like, crazy. And I love, I love those. Yeah, like, she did the um, the satin, like, mm -hmm. grays. Yeah, I, I actually got a chance to meet her in uh, Shanghai for a sneaker. Uh, oh, that's fire. Nah, she's dope as fuck, bro. And she's really from the city, and she's really cultured. And I really just appreciate people that's like that because a lot of times people get to a certain place and they forget about where they came from or they don't go back or they don't try to give back or they don't try to help other people. Like, And she's somebody who I can say, you know, I met her a few years ago before the come up, and I know her now, and she's still the same person. And then, like, even when she did her pop-up, like, she showcased the Sloss and Swap Meet. And it was like, a lot of people never probably heard of the Sloss and Swap Meet or don't know anything about that. Like, especially people around the world who were buying her shoes. Yeah. But she showcased that, and that's, like, a real L.A. landmark for us. Yeah. So just, like, doing things like that, it just helps bridge the gap in the culture. Like, because nobody from Jordan would have ever done that. Like, but they got her, and she's really from the culture. So she did that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why Nike's been killing it so much the last like year and a half, especially, was because like they've been all about the culture. Like yeah. they they let the artists really, you know, yeah, do bro. what they want to do. You know, that's that's what it's about, especially doing a collab with somebody. Because if you're doing a collab with a brand, like 
It shouldn't be dictated by that brand. Understand everything has certain guidelines. And you can't disrespect the brand, but like this, they came to you for a collab. This should showcase you. This should showcase where you come from. It should have some a piece of you or your home or your background attached to it every time, just so that it has a base culture to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that that's uh, Nike really fucked up with Kanye with only giving him two silhouettes Mm -hmm. and he wanted to do a lot more. And that's why Adidas was able and Adidas came in and gave him the platform to do basically whatever he wanted, everything he wanted. And you know, like that's like the dopest thing because it's like at the same time, Yeezy's a billion dollar company and it's still a new company, but it took off that fast and short amount of time because somebody really gave an artist the creative ability to do what they want. Like, is this what you want to do? And this is how you want to do it? All right, just, I know you're going to spend money, but don't go too crazy, but we're going to support you. That's the most important thing, like, is a brand getting behind you and supporting you and your vision. And that's why Yeezy's a billion-dollar business. Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy just jumped over jump, man. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I think I think it's really important for brands. And I mean, not even just in fashion, but in general. For, like if a big company wants to work with someone who has some sort of influence, then you got to let them do what they got to do and really exactly. make it a collaboration, not something that's like one-sided. You exactly. Know? And you know, that's, and that's something that I really, really got from YG and Mustard. And I take that value to the end on everything. Like, They know what they want as an artist. And don't get me wrong, they'll give a little and take a little, but their vision is pure and they stick to it. Like, bro, I remember so many people told Mustard, like, bro, you stop dressing, stop trying to ah, ah. And bro was like, you know what? I want to wear these type of clothes, so this is what I'm going to do. And I watched, bro, like being his friend, watch him lose 100 pounds just so he can dress the way he wanted to. Like, and you got to respect that. Like, because... It wasn't no hidden reasons, no, oh, I'm doing this for this. He said, I want to dress this way, so I'm going to lose the way so I can fit in the clothes I want to. And now he can do that. And it just and it shows, like, bro, if you stay focused and you dedicate your time to something, you're going to get what you want out of life. Facts. Weight check, fam. <laughs> Weight check, mustard. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's... I think, you know, obviously fashion is so much about self-expression. So for him to want to lose a hundred pounds and dress the way he wants to dress, like respect to that, you know, that's, that's real dedication right there. So I think, I think that's really, really important. Well, me, bro. Cause I remember bro going in the store with the homie. He used to be mad. Like he wanted something. Yo, man, oh, that only stops at XL. What? <laughs> All right. What about this one? Yeah. This only stops at XL. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Like, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm I'm done with taking no for an answer. Yeah. I'm going to change. Yeah. And now he can go get whatever he wants. Yeah. Even though he always can he can always afford whatever he wants. Now he can actually get the piece he wants. And yeah. that's priceless cuz he did that for himself. Yeah, 100%. Like I have a I have a homie um <laughs> uh he's 7 foot 2. So for him he doesn't really have an option. There's no way he can make himself shorter to fit into anything, but in like mustard situation it's like it's like Amazing, you know? Right. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. 
A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. What are some of the things that you're working on this year that should be opening up or getting a release um, next year? I know you, you mentioned the clothing, so. So, yeah, I'm actually, I'm working on a vintage tea store right now um, by the name Recycle. Um, it's going to be on Pico. I'm very excited about it. I chose to do it on Pico because a lot of brands tend to forget where they come from or where they started. And me, I'm from L.A., I want to be in the mix of LA. Like my home girl, she has um, a nail salon three stores down. Um, Roscoe's is across the street. Uh, my good friends and family, right down the street, they got damn near a block. They got We Jam and We Jam and Cafe. Um, my boy G Perico has um, like a smoke shop right there by we jamming like, and it's just a lot of friends and family, like just in one area. And it's just like, we have to build up our own community. Like, cause yeah, I could try to go to Fairfax and try to go to Merrow's, but that's already established. Like I have friends over there, like Nikki diamond, been a friend of mine forever. Nemat pink dolphin. Like, like they Fairfax shows me so much love, but it's like as a community, we have to start that somewhere else also to build, to build up our areas because it's so many shit. It's so many buildings that could be turned into something. Of course. Like, and it's a, it's about the people that's from here to invest back into it, to make it something. So like the goal right now that we're trying to do is just like bring Pico back to where it deserves to be. 100%. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to create the next Fairfax or the next Melrose or, or whatever. Cause like now, I mean, I go, I used to go there a lot more than I do now. Cause I feel like it's kind of getting almost played out because there's just like every, store is like pretty much the same Yo, no cap like when i was in high school bro i used to wait in those long ass supreme lines yeah and now you know i can text my boy and walk up and go straight in it's like yeah that's great but at the same time like we have to create that same feeling other places because i've been like i've been friends with nikki diamond since like 2008 but it's like i've saw it diamond start off in a small store to a bigger store to a bigger store now the store that is now is like the size of two stores yeah and you know he has a store on fairfax he has a store in san francisco he has a store in new york um and then he has a huge warehouse with a whole skate park like in downtown la but i also watched him build that from the ground up and it's just trying to create something that's like that yeah with having people like that with having their support of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a lot of mutual friends apparently too. Cause I, I, I know Nick as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. Bro. Yeah. He, I just, he's killing it. Yeah. I just had my 28th birthday on Fairfax at the diamond store. It was incredible. Fire. Was incredible. Yeah. I, uh, um, like, cause I, uh, I work with project blitz, right. And Dre and Nick are like really mm -hmm. good friends. And a lot of people mistake them for each other, which is really funny. I can't even tell you how many times I've, because, you know, they're both bald and white yeah. dudes. So uh, I've gone out a couple of times with Dre and someone's like, yo, bro, I'm a huge fan. Like, and Dre's like, oh, yeah, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. And he's like, dude, I, I used to wear diamond all the time. And Dre's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah, Nick's really cool. It's crazy. Like how, the growth of the brand, you know, and like, no, for real, and especially translating into sneakers too, with the, uh, SBs, yo, like the SB collab's been crazy, but you know, also did um air force one collab this year with coke and yeah. that was really dope. hard like literally it was hard to get those too yeah it was hard so, to get those most of them are friends and family no yeah yeah thank you nick <laughs> <laughs> i always get my packs early yep yep yeah no he's yeah really cool guy and like very 
you can see where he came from, you know, yeah. which is awesome. But so would you say that you've always been into like streetwear, like Supreme? Cause you said like, yeah. you used to line up and stuff. Yeah. No cap, bro. Like, I mean, do you not wear it as much anymore? You think? Cause it's kind of like too mainstream now or. I mean, it just, it depends on what it is. Like I still wear Supreme. I still wear diamond. Um, it's a lot of other brands that I used to wear that I don't really wear as much, but I look at those brands like part of me. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's certain people who grew up, with Tommy Hilfiger, it's, you know, and they always going to wear it because that's what they grew up on. Like, yep. I grew up on Fairfax. I grew up hanging out on that block. I grew up waiting in those lines, wearing those clothes. So I don't think like the played out part really would click to me, especially because like, I don't even, I don't ever go get the pieces. I never, anywhere I shop, I never get a piece that just like, I'm never going to wear the shirt that just say diamond really big on right, it. Right, I right. wouldn't wear a Balenciaga shirt because it say Balenciaga really big on it. Like yeah. I, anywhere I go, anywhere I shop, I look for pieces. So it's like, I always want the pieces with the little small diamond or the, you know, like everybody always wants the big box logo Supreme hoodies. Like, but I was doing that in high school. I like the small box zip ups now. Yeah. Or like the ones that might not even say Supreme. Like I really fucked with the, um, Martin Luther King um, joint that they did last year. Yeah, the, the jacket, the zip mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. I got the jacket, the zip up, and the sweatpants. Like, and it, it was amazing. Like, but stuff like that is like, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not just dope it, for the brand, it's just dope all the way around. If you know, you know. Exactly. Type shit. Yeah, that's how I am now, too. I definitely started off with just wanting to wear logos and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I you know, I still wear black box logos and stuff, but. I prefer if I'm going to wear something like that, it has to be like some real exclusive shit because yeah. I don't want nobody else to yeah. be wearing it at the same time, at least, you know? Exactly. So, so yeah, man. I mean, if there's anything else like you want to share, like, um, like I know we've been talking a lot about fashion, but about like music or anything, do you, do you have any projects coming up that you're working on in particular? Yeah, man. I'm actually very excited um, about everything I have going on in the music space right now. And I really feel like, Interscope in a, as a whole is in a great place, especially all our A&Rs. I want to send a special shout-out to everybody on my staff. Shout-out Dad, shout-out Bearline, shout-out Tim, shout-out Brandon, shout-out Blackwood, Joey IE, and the boss lady Nicole, you feel me? Like I feel we have one of the best put-together A&R staffs in the game, and Joey single-handedly helped bring that together himself through his own vision. But, yeah, as far as projects I'm working on um, – I have this dope young kid named Kokash. He's out of Memphis. I'm really excited about him. I just signed a, a kid, Southside Nietzsche. He's out of Atlanta. Um, he's part of YSL. We dropped his first project in July, and it was executive produced by Thug. We're working on a new project with him right now. Um, Fire. Yeah. Nietzsche, he's incredible. I really feel like he's going to be the next it person out of Atlanta like he grew up with Gunner their best friends like they grew up across the street from each other since they were like four years old like wow. the stories that he has and the things that he's been involved in behind the music it's just been incredible so you know I always believe in giving the underdog a shot and when I met Nietzsche I just knew he was a star so I had to sign him um Moneybag Yo we just dropped a great new record all that featuring Meg the Stallion that's killing it right now. Um, he's working on his second album right now. And I'm very excited about that. Um, also manage a producer, Drum God, who produced a lot of Moneybags music. Um, 
Aaron Ray. We have a single out right now with Kalani called Change. Um, it's going crazy. We have an EP getting ready to drop top of the year. Um, I have an artist named Mitch that I have with YG. Um, he has a new project coming top of the year. I'm very excited. Then let's get to the East Coast, man. I got this kid, Jay Critch, man. I'm so fucking excited about Jay Critch, man. Um, he's actually shooting a video in New York today, um, just gearing up. Um, he's going to have a great year next year, just starting to roll out this year. Also, I'm working with this kid named Levi Carter. Um, he's from Bronx, New York. Um, he's a young kid on the come up, and he's very hungry. And, you know, I'm hungry also, so it's the best thing to do is just build together. 100%. I mean, it seems like you're working on a lot. So yeah, man, that's like, awesome. Keep, keep up stay, the grind, bro. Gotta stay in it on the music side, man. Like, I love fashion. Don't get me wrong. And I want to do everything I can in the fashion world. But my, my day job, my first love is music and A&R. And I've had the privilege to be at Interscope for five years now. So, you know, that's just my first stepping stone. Like, I'm looking forward to where these next five years takes me, you know. And then outside of that, you know. I have my own app game. It's called Hop Out Streets of LA. Um, you can go in the app store and you can download it. It's a story about my life, just a young kid running around the streets of LA trying to make money, trying to stay above water, trying to stay stay above everything and just collect my dollars and keep it moving. Hustle, hustle, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. It seems like you're getting pulled into like a million different directions, but hey, busy's good. Yeah, man. I'm happy for you. I, I hope... Uh, you know, I hope I see more and let me know when the clothing line drops. I'd love sure. to see nah, some of those pieces. I'm going to make sure I talk to Rachel, man, and send you guys a package. <laughs> awesome, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look forward to that. Well, well that, if you don't get it, it's not my fault. It's Rachel's fault. I just want to put that out there. All right. I'm going I'm to go harass her then for that one. <laughs> but yeah. All right, man. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all the questions I have for you. Like, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Like such a dope story. And like, I love all the things that you're working on and I'm excited to see them come into fruition. So I appreciate you for coming on the show. And if there's anything else you want to plug, like Instagram or anything, like, go for ahead. Sure. Yeah. You, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Pusharod, P-U-S-H-A-R-O-D. That's what's up. Make sure you give my man a follow. And that was Legit Check. Appreciate you. you, bro. Thank you for coming on. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right. Come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.